my childhood was not real. That's what I realized recent Halloween and that's what I want to talk about today. So I was at our house with my partner where we are staying at right now and it was Halloween and I heard uh, children walking around like having little fireworks, talking and laughing and then I realized we don't have any sweets. Like, what if they call here? What should we do? Turn off the lights. And my partner and me, Christian and me, we looked at each other and we realized that we both spent a very similar childhood that was not real. Our tradition actually was to turn off the light, even as children when we stayed at home at Halloween because we didn't go out. We turn off the light and we hide so that the children go to another place, ring at another door. We never got any, I don't know, eggs or toilet paper or anything at our doors. But that was my personal Halloween tradition. And my mother, so I am half Russian, half Lithuanian. My mother is Russian and married a German man. And we lived in Germany in a like very mediocre family house with a mediocre car with a German man who worked a full-time job. My mother switched jobs. So we were just a very normal middle-class family. Now I know that. But back then I was always told we were so poor. We don't like buy sweets and give them to other children. Why should we get anything that we gift to somebody we don't know. And that evening a friend texted me also. She sent me like a picture of her in her sparkly glitter Halloween outfit. So excited. Pichan is her name. She was so excited. She prepared sweets for the children that will come. But not only sweets, she also had pens for them and toothbrushes after eating the sweets. And she was just so happy. And <laughs> I just loved to see her in that mood and that excitement for giving the children stuff that they step out of their comfort zone and maybe sing a song or whatever they are doing nowadays. And I realized it was never about the money in my childhood, but it was about the idea that my parents or rather my mother and my grandmother had about who we are, who she is and who I am. Because in her mind, we were poor. We came from a like, poor country where we didn't afford the expensive Western things. And then we went to a rich country. I should stop doing those inverted commas. But you know what I mean. We went to a rich country and we were still the poor people in our heart. So that was an illusion that she lived in. When I think of my childhood, I remember that I wanted the toys that other children got. I wanted to have Barbies. I wanted to have cool Barbies. And sometimes I did get them, but I always had to beg. Maybe some of you know that. Like I always had to tell stuff like, I want to have that Barbie and I know it's expensive, so that might be my birthday present and my Christmas present for this year. I'd love to have that PlayStation and 
maybe I'll get a, like a small job of teaching a little girl how to play the flute, which I also did for some years. And you know, it's not about my mother because nowadays I still see in my life that I live out those childhood stories, although they were never true. And what's also interesting, remembering, remembering something in your life is never objective. Of course, you might see a photo of you talking to your brothers while eating cake. That is a fact, that did happen. But if you were in a fight beforehand or if you played a game or if your father next to you left you actually some days later, that is all in your mind and in your memory. And that is an illusion because the moment you are remembering something, you are filtering your memories through all the stories that you are telling yourself. So when I talk about my childhood, I could actually think, oh my gosh, I was poor because I had to beg for all those things. But that was not true because we were like a very middle class family and we could have afforded anything that we wanted. And some things we did afford and others not. And now in my life, I still live those same stories. But the moment I discovered that on Halloween, I had the urge to turn off the lights and to hide from their children. So we didn't have any sweets at home because, well, we rarely have them. And when we have some, we eat them. But we had Magic the Gathering cards that we just don't use anymore. There were in some decks and we sorted them out and they were bulk in a way, but at the same time they looked like Halloween. They were mostly red cards, they looked like demons. We also had many zombie tokens, so we prepared just a batch of cards that we would give the kids if somebody rang. Nobody rang that night, but we did prepare them and it didn't hurt. On the other hand, I was kind of excited. What would the children do? Like, would them rip them and make confetti? Or would they think, oh my gosh, that's so cool. We need to buy more magic cards and play and learn the game. Or would they just be pissed off because they wanted sweets? Anything would have been fine. But hiding, hiding from those children that just want to have some fun in their life, that would have been not fine, <laughs> definitely. And also when I think about it from a spiritual perspective, from an abundance perspective, what was I told? We don't have enough, so we have to cling to what we have and we have to keep it for ourselves and we don't share things, we don't give expensive presents to others. You know, money is always, should always be flowing. You give and you receive, you give and you receive. Of course, everything should be like in a reasonable way. But still, the act of giving invites more for you to come in. I realize all those attachments that I have to those old stories and the illusions that I have about my past and I transform them. Another story that I want to share, maybe first you might be wondering why am I sharing those stories? I mean, why should it be of any interest to you how my life was? And what I talked about in the first video as well is 
people especially nowadays it's changing kind of with a very new generation of people teenagers showing themselves online it's changing but most especially most coaches and trainers they show their perfect life they show how they got it together maybe they do do share some stories but at least to me i rarely resonate with any of them and those coaches that i do have i know that they are real and i feel like really i feel that they are authentic and what i learned is that most personal stories are actually the most general because we are all humaning in this world we all have similar experiences but when you only talk about superficial like challenges and how you overcame them you don't really resonate with people at least i don't really resonate because i then think why can't i overcome that like am i too weak am i a failure are they like do they have some kind of crazy superpower or insight oh yeah maybe i have to do their course to become like them and that's marketing that's not life and i want to talk about just life just our magical life that we as magical fairy or whatever being you identify with I don't know, are you a merman or a woman or do you identify as a wizard or are you just a, you know, a plain human or maybe a human knight or enchantress or, you know, choose whoever you want to be. And I just want to share real personal deep stories that maybe resonate in any kind of aspect in your life. Because when you look within, you understand why your outside is the way it is. But back to the story. So having that illusion that I am poor, that I am a poor Eastern girl living in a Western country also affected my values, the development of my values in my childhood. Because, and I want to be truly honest, stealing was not off limits neither for my mother nor for me. And I, I knew where she kept her purse. So sometimes I would just go to her purse and get, I don't know, 10 mark or 10 euro <laughs> and to buy stuff because I didn't get pocket money. So in Germany, it is customary that children get like every week or at the end of every month pocket money and small children get less, maybe, I don't know, 10 euro or 20 euro per month. And the older they get, the more money they get because, you know, they want to go to the cinema, buy clothes, buy PlayStation games, <laughs> trading cards, or, you know, stuff that cool children buy. But I didn't. I got stuff when I asked for it, but I didn't get pocket money. So I sometimes took my pocket money. My partner, Cristiano, he's Catholic, so I'm Catholic too, but I, I'm just Catholic on my ID. And he was or is from a Catholic family, also from the East, from Poland is his family. And when you're Catholic, when you are, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14, something, you have something that's called a, at least German, a communion, something like a Catholic coming of age religious thing where you get money from relatives. 
and he got money and his parents locked his money away. Like he had no access to that money, not because he was irresponsible with anything or not as a punishment, but just that's because how that's how you handle money, right? You save your money and he didn't get any pocket money, money either. So like he went the detective way. He observed where the parents put the key to safe, like how they behaved, when they used which room, what time, when he could get the key, what was the password to the safe. He observed all of that and learned how to get his pocket money and took it. In my eyes, that's not stealing because it was his money and other children that received, for example, just sweets that had sweets in their home that received pocket money. They didn't go that way to steal money, although it was not stealing in my eyes. It just still felt, didn't feel right because it wasn't open. So that's how, in a way, our values just developed in a not healthy way, I guess. I'm not stealing today anymore, but thinking about my childhood, the standard of living back then was definitely lower than in Germany. And money was definitely, at least that was the story, it was harder to earn and people had less and it wasn't the case that everybody had a house and everybody could afford everything. That's how I felt in Germany in the beginning. But um, that story about stealing money and feeling bad as a child because you do something that's forbidden but you never learned how free and easy it could be to just receive what you want without begging, without humiliating yourself. That still influences me to this day because I feel bad when I'm spending money and feel bad when I receive money, be it as a present or as like money that I earned that float from the universe into my life. And I do see that this too was an illusion because there was money and somebody else didn't allow me to get that money. Do you see how most of the memories that you actually have in your childhood could be seen in a very different way and are actually an illusion? Because the very act of remembering something puts you like glasses on. And are your glasses like glasses of poverty? Or are your glasses maybe nobody understood me, I was always alone? Or are your glasses I had the most supportive family and I got all the wishes that I wanted for my life and they weren't beating me, they weren't shouting at me, I got to ride a horse, I got a bike, I just had this 3D stuff in my life and I felt like a totally normal child and I didn't have to feel like the different poor child coming to a rich country and having to beg and humiliate herself. And I know that that's not true, but that was the story I lived from as a child and teenager. Only until I realized, I met other people and realized that that was all bullshit. And you know what's crazy? You can rewrite that stuff. You can rewrite how you perceived your childhood because everything 
apart maybe from the fact that you are born, but the rest, everything is just a story. And I could just rewrite my story as, oh my gosh, I am so happy that I came to this country because here I got a better education, at least at that time. I got to experience a whole new lifestyle and a whole new normality of abundance that people have in your life. Oh my gosh, we even had a house with a garden. I could play in that garden and I did get some Barbies. I didn't get all Barbies that I wanted, but I had some and I had a PlayStation and I did get Final Fantasy VII, which was so expensive in that time and so on. And I don't want to see everything through rose-colored glasses because I know that every wound that I got as a child was real because I felt it, because to my body and my mind it was real. But now I don't have to live from those wounds anymore. Now I am allowed to treat those wounds. And one way of treating them is telling myself a different story. Telling myself that, no, I never was this poor girl that I sometimes felt as. Actually, I was really strong. Actually, I was kind of cool because I always did my thing. I learned German as my third language, my mother tongue being Lithuanian and Russian. And then I learned English and all the other languages. Actually, I was really smart. Although I felt dumb as it was expected of me to always have the best grades and then when I didn't, I was punished. But actually, I was really smart. So think about what kind of stories are you sometimes living from? And what is your past? If somebody asked you, well, first, your past is an illusion because it's over. It's not real. You just tell yourself it's real and you tell yourself the stories over and over and over again. But what if you could just write whatever you wanted about your past? You could just think of the coolest things that happened to you and treat the wounds that you still carry, that you still carry, you know, in those heavy bag of rocks that you carry every day, stemming from your so-called past, what if you could deal with that in a creative way and tell yourself a different story? I know that for me it helped. It really helped to have a different perspective of my childhood and to see the wounds that I got, but to not think that they are real, but they stem from actually stories that other people, that my caregivers, teachers, the society around me, TV told me. But that's not me. I know those stories. I can be whoever I want to be. I'm a fairy. I can just wave my magic wand and draw my life into existence or write it. I can change my story and so can you. So what is your story about yourself? And do you like your story? Because if not, change it. You don't have to carry it like it's a trophy made of rocks that after 40 years you walk around like that and you know you have that hump because your stone trophy is too heavy. No need to do that. Change it. It's not easy, but it's worth it.
And that it's not easy is actually also a story because you can just start. The first step leads to the second. And then after a while, you realize, actually, I never was that self-piteous and lonely and poor girl that I always thought my childhood was. Actually, I love myself. 